This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And of course, I'm Rafael Di Furi, and in this episode, we wanted to talk about three things that you don't often hear about when gathering documents for Italian citizenship that are really important to know. And the last one that we're going to get into maybe even be a bit surprising for some, but uh, the first one that we wanted to talk about is the right format. Marco, can you tell us uh, about what format your documents need to be in? Because that can be a very, very big deal when applying for Italian citizenship. Yeah, of course, you know, a lot of people have wondered and have asked us, uh, is it sufficient for me to apply for Italian citizenship by descent to present maybe to the consulate copies of the documents uh, that I have at home, maybe photocopies or maybe even the old originals that my grandmother left me or my that I found in my father's house. Is it okay to present to the consulate a an Italian record issued for my great-grandfather issued by the town where he was born 100 years ago. Um, and a lot of people think that any document will do to apply for Italian citizenship by descent. And while that applies for maybe other types of processes and maybe other citizenships, the process of applying uh, for Italian citizenship by descent requires very specific documents in a very specific format. So the documents will need to be acquired in the longest format available. So uh, you hear all the time about book copies or transcripts or wallet size documents, which are the ones that will work for the process. Well, you should get rid of all the documents that do not include all of the information, um, including, for example, the place in which the event occurred, the date, full name. So if we're talking about a birth certificate, uh, if the birth certificate doesn't include, for example, the place of birth, uh, but only the county of birth, that doesn't work. If a marriage record uh, does not include, for example, a marriage license, and you know for a fact that the marriage license is available in that county, you should also get the marriage license. So long story short, you should gather documents that are in long form in the longest format available. So that includes the highest number um, of details possible. Um, and if a document is released in a long form and in a short form, you should definitely choose the long form because that's what the consulate requires. Now, a lot of people also ask me, how old can these documents be? Like I said before, I found uh, maybe uh, a copy of my grandfather's birth certificate in my grandmother's house. It was issued 30 years ago. You know, it's still good, but you can see that it's old. Can I use that for the process? And the answer is unfortunately no, because the consulate will, not only the consulate will require recently issued documents because, you know, documents could have been amended over time. So the copy that you have might not be the copy that exists right now if you go and request that same document, maybe because over the years, an amendment was requested by somebody uh, to the information included in that document. Uh, but also, you can't use documents that are too old because you will not be able to uh, get them apostilled. And in order to get an apostille, you will need uh, the signature of the person who certified the document to be 
uh, relatively recent, so you can't certify a signature of somebody, of a city clerk or a city registrar or a county clerk who signed a document maybe 10 or 20 years ago because the Secretary of State, which is the office that will release the apostilles, will no longer probably have the signature on file of that person. So it's always advisable to get A, the longest format available for these documents, and B, recently issued certified copies. It's really interesting to hear about this uh, formatting that you mentioned here. Of course, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but uh, the next point, uh, another topic that we've also touched on before, but uh, I, I think um, it would be great if you could dive into this a little bit deeper, is about the certification and the correct type of certification, because um, there are different levels and different things that you have to take into consideration. So Marco, can you tell us a little bit more about this factor that's really important to understand? So I've mentioned that briefly before, the documents that you need to present to apply for citizenship by descent need to be long form certified copies. So the consulate will not accept photocopies or or uncertified documents. And a lot of people believe that um, you know it's sufficient to gather documents that people they already have at home or maybe make photocopies of documents used by another applicant 10 years before to apply for citizenship but the consulate has very strict requirements they will not accept any document that is not an original certified copy recently issued so they will not accept for example photocopies of certified uh, documents you need to provide the consulate exactly with that certified document and you can't provide it to the consulate digitally, you will need to provide it to the consulate in person or by uh, through the mail, but the consulate will need to have at some point all of the original certified documents. And what does certified copy means? A certified copy is a copy that was signed by a state official, whether it's a city clerk or a municipal registrar or a county clerk or a state registrar, it doesn't matter. Uh, there are several offices in the U.S., depending on the state, depending on the county, which are legally allowed to release birth certificates, marriage records, death certificates. Uh, what's important that is that when you get that document, it needs to be a certified copy, meaning there needs to be a stamp and a signature. And of course, just for clarity here, we're not talking about naturalization records or records indicating that there is no naturalization. We're strictly talking about the uh, vital record documents, so birth certificates, marriage records, and death certificates, because the naturalization records, they follow some slightly different rules. For example, if you're getting uh, naturalization records from uh, the county level or from the state archives, you will need to get certified copies. But if you're getting documents from USCIS, in some cases, they don't issue certified documents, and the consulate knows that, so they're fine with just maybe the envelope that included the documents when they were shipped to you by USCIS, the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. But when you're getting uh, birth certificates, marriage records, and death certificates, or even divorce judgments, they need to be certified copies. So they need to bear a stamp and signature of the state official and also a date of issuance. Now, having a certified copy in some cases is not even enough because there are additional requirements for certain documents. For instance, if you're getting uh, documents from the city of New York, uh, for example, birth certificates, they need to include not only the certification on the document itself, but also a letter which is known as letter of exemplification, which is an additional form of certification, which is 
offered by the state of New York for certain documents. And it's it's kind of an isolated case because that happens only in the city of uh, New York and it doesn't happen in other places. But, you know, getting these documents is not easy and there are tons of requirements. So if you have doubts about the documents procurement, make sure that you get the help of a professional or that you do extensive uh, research. But going back to the letter of exemplification, that is a, an additional white letter that is attached physically to birth certificates, for example, issued in the city of New York. And that's a document that allows you to get the um, apostille. So without that document, you cannot get an apostille. So the birth certificate would be valid for other purposes. But in order to get citizenship, you need to get the document apostille. And you can't get the document apostille if it doesn't have this letter of exemplification. There are, in some cases, also intermediate steps before uh, the documents can be apostilled. For example, again, for documents issued in the state of New York, after you have received the birth certificate with the certification, you need to get it authenticated by the county clerk. So there is an intermediate authentication that you need to obtain prior to being able to request an apostille from the Secretary of State in the state of New York. So the state of New York operates kind of differently from the other states, and it's a very complex um, it has very complex rules to navigate when it comes to gathering documents uh, needed for the dual citizenship process, but just be aware that the certification on the document itself might not be sufficient, especially if we're talking about the state of New York, and you might have to get either a letter of exemplification or a certification from the county clerk, which, by the way, is an additional document attached to the birth certificate itself. And, and finally, you can get the apostille. And, and I mentioned the apostille already. That's the final step, um, the final certification that you need to obtain when it comes to submitting documents for dual citizenship purposes to the Italian consulate. Every document that you collect will have to have an apostille uh, pursuant to the Hague Convention from uh, 1961. So the Hague Convention basically states that in order to use a document issued in a country that is signed the Hague Convention in another country that is also signed the Hague Convention, that document needs to be apostilled. And Italy and the US, they have both signed the Hague Convention on the international use of documents. So in order to use an American document issued in the US uh, at the Italian embassy, you have to get it apostilled and the apostille is issued by the Secretary of State of the state in the U.S. where the document was issued. And the apostille is basically a piece of paper um, that certifies the signature of the state official who either signed the document or uh, signed the authentication if there was an intermediate authentication, but the apostille is the final certification that the person who signed signed in a specific capacity, which could be county clerk, state registrar, uh, municipal official, and so on. Well, thank you so much, Marco, for going into all of that detail and explaining about the certification and how to get the right certification and what to look for. But to get into the final section of this episode, something that I think many people will find very surprising, and especially those who are maybe less familiar with gathering documents for Italian citizenship by descent, and that will be that not everybody is eligible to make a request for certain documents. And can you maybe go into a bit more detail on that topic? 
Absolutely. So a lot of people believe that getting these documents that are necessary to support your claim is a relatively easy task, which can be in some cases, depending on where the documents are located. For example, if you are working with the state of Ohio, um, it just so happens that documents that originate from there are mostly public records. So you can just request them in your name and they will give them to you. But in some cases, the access to documents, especially vital record documents, is restricted and it could be necessary to get family members involved. For example, in the state of New York again, which is a very difficult state to deal with when it comes to gathering documents, it might be necessary, for example, to get your father involved, to get your father's birth certificate, he, if he is the one in the Italian line, um, meaning he would have to sign a request form allowing you to get his birth certificate. That is true in the city of New York. So if your father, for example, was born in the city of New York, you do need his consent to get his birth certificate. Or actually, I should say, he needs to sign the request form and, and receive the record for you. Unless your parent is deceased, in which case, in the city of New York, it will be possible for you to request uh, the birth certificate. But uh, again, if the birth certificate was issued in the state of New York outside. But on the other hand, for example, if your parent was born in the state of New York outside of the city of New York, and uh, if your parent is alive, then your parent needs to sign the request form to get his own birth certificate that you will then use for the process. But if your parent has passed away and was born in the state of New York outside of the city of New York, then unfortunately, the only way to get the birth certificate is through a court order. So you're going to have to hire an attorney and petition the court in the state of New York. Um, and the court will, will order the Department of Health to release the birth certificate to you with the purpose of applying for citizenship. So the process of getting these documents in the state of New York is rather complex. And I should say more complex than it is in many other states. Uh, there are some state for, states, for example, that allow you to request a document of a relative in your Italian line only if you can provide proof of relationship between you and the relative itself. Uh, that's the case in the state of New Jersey, for example, where you can only request, say, your grandfather's birth certificate if you can prove the connection between you and your grandfather. Um, only in that case, you can be the requester. Or in other cases, they will only allow you to get a document, for example, a marriage certificate, if you can prove that both spouses are deceased and you're related to them. In short, be sure to check the rules in every single state where you have to get documents because they vary depending on the state or rely on the help of a professional like ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, if you use their services, we will help you navigate that process or gather the documents directly uh, on your behalf. And finally, one last piece of information that I believe is going to be helpful for people that are going through the process by themselves is that it is not necessary to be the eligible requester for the VITA record to request the apostille for the same VITA record. So if you already have gotten your father's birth certificate, for example, with your father's cooperation, it's not necessary to get your father's cooperation again to get the apostille. The apostille is can be requested by anybody who is in possession of a vital record document. 
Thank you again so much, Marco, for going into all of this detail and for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. And of course, if anybody's needing help with the process of getting their documents for Italian citizenship, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call. The number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more about getting your Italian citizenship, make sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel as well as the audio only podcast. But of course, if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, that means that you're also automatically subscribed to the Italian real estate podcast where Marco and I go into more detail also about some of the other aspects such as renting and living in Italy, purchasing property in Italy and where to live in Italy. And also, if you're interested in hearing more about life abroad, living abroad from a dual citizen expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael. Or you can search for Not Your Average Globetrotter on YouTube, Google, or your favorite podcasting player of choice. But Mr. Marco Permunian, thank you so much for making yourself available again for this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you. Thank you.